What's up, folks? Welcome to a hyper, a hyped, a hyper hyped edition of the it's like Street Fighter Turbo, except it's a podcast about MMA. But this is the branded MMA show. I'm your host, Shavi, here for the bad blood episode that is the UFC 272 preview. Recording out of the blue corner tonight. He is a degenerate gambling practitioner who is on the upswing, folks, and he's getting in the zone. He's weighing in at none of your goddamn business, but he loves wings and he loves hooters, but not in that order. Folks, it's Keith, the ginger, experience, Walsh. Walsh, big fight feel this weekend. How are, you, how are you feeling going into this? Huge fight. Huge fight Saturday night. I can't wait, but I do want to ask something. Which hooters are we talking? Are we talking about the restaurant or was that uh, code for boobs? That's actually birds. Birds. No, okay. no, no wings or or boobs. It's birds. Okay, I'll I'll plead the fifth then. What I was gonna say. <laughs> um, but yeah, super pumped for this card this weekend. Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, tons of bad blood. Should be electric. I mean, these two guys hate each other's guts. It's gonna be incredible. I cannot wait for that door to cl- close and these two just to get after it. It yeah, it really is going to be something. I mean. I know I brought it up on last uh, this past Monday's episode where I said this could play out like Rashad Evans versus Rampage Jackson. But, I mean, I'll be goddamned if I wasn't super hyped for that fight going into it, even though that, you know, that's what I expected was a wrestle fuck. You're still excited for it. And someone else, even more excited, he's recording out of the red corner. He's fighting out of the Saugus Dojo, weighing in at two kegs of Sammy Adams. He's back from negotiating with the PFL. It's Ryan Cadillac Mac McCarthy Mac. I don't even have to ask you. I know you think every day is the best time to be a fight fan. So I know you're going to be hyped and stay hyped for this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, um, you know, this has been bad blood for a couple of years now. And uh, it is crazy to look back at the footage of them when they were younger. Um they truly were like very good friends and, and brothers. And um, it's a, it's a trip to watch. I mean, we've seen, we've seen grudge matches before Cody and TJ was, was a pretty damn hot rivalry. Um, like you said, John and Rashad, it was um, a very hot. I, I think that might even be above Cody and TJ. I remember when oh, Cody yeah. and TJ was happening though, that was, that was very, very big. Um, yeah, it was. And obviously there was a title on the line as well. So that even made it bigger, but this one seems like, I mean, these are two guys that are, you know, both coming off uh, two world title losses, and um, you know, it it speaks to the vol- it speaks to how you know big they are that they can headline a pay per view without a title on the pay per view, and um, it's super impressive. It really is. I think Jorge probably carries most of that weight, but um, Colby's done an excellent job at building himself up, obviously. So, I do have yeah. one problem with this the way this fight card has been going so far, though. The build to this fight that has pretty much no implications for the most part. I mean, essentially, we all think Colby – well, I mean, we'll get to that. But I think Colby's going to win. It's not really going to do much for him because he's coming off those two losses. Masvidal, if he wins, sure, maybe he gets back into a title frame, whatever. But the way that this fight has been promoted, this card, it, uh, compared to the <laughs> Francis and Ganu's last fight, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it, it it's remarkable. It it really is crazy to see. Um, and even ESPN is is a part yeah. of the big push. I mean, it's all over the place. And um, yeah, I think obviously the UFC had something to do with the Naganu uh, promotion. Um, I don't even know if that's really a conspiracy. I think that's probably pretty accurate. Um, oh, yeah, but well, this one is is being billed like it's uh 
you know, it's probably the biggest grudge match ever. And um, I think trending wise that that these pay-per-view numbers are going to be very, very good. Um, Better than these last two pay-per-views. If you were just getting into the fight game and you were just turning on ESPN, you would think this fight is the biggest fight of the year. Yeah. The the way this has been hyped up over the last two weeks has been insane. And it's, if I'm any other UFC fighter that has a title, I am pissed off right now. Oh yeah. 100%. And it's because these guys have the casual appeal already. So they really don't need this, this Mm -hmm. hyper, you know, promoting machine behind it. It is going to do big time numbies. We know that. It, and unlike Max said, you know, you didn't really see or Walsh, excuse me, you said you didn't really see this with Nganu gone. It's like those are the guys you're trying to push into that upper echelon to where people are like they're they're becoming household names because, yeah. you know, whether you love it or hate it, Colby Covington has found a niche uh, in the octagon and politically where he's got his own legion of fans that maybe aren't necessarily fight fans, but they're fans of him. And Masvidal, it's the same way. I mean, with his knockout of Ashgren, those guys don't need the machine behind them. Of course, it is nice, though, uh, for the pay-per-view buys. But, yeah, the, to get guys like Ninganu gone to that upper echelon, you would have really loved to see the promotion we're seeing this week. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and people forget how big uh, Masvidal is. I mean, he's he's a top three draw in the sport. Um, I think the other two are Connor and Nate. And, um, you know, I think people really forget how, how big he is. Um Especially, I mean, obviously coming off that that knockout is really what obviously did it. Um, but it's his persona, it's his, uh, you know, it's his backstory, and um, you know, he's got that swagger as well that people are just drawn to. He's very real. Um, where Kobe is is not so real, uh, I would say. But um, Kobe draws Kobe draws a lot of people as well. Um, he's, you know, arguably maybe if maybe the best heel in the sport. Um, and there's not too many heels, but he certainly is a heel and, uh, he plays it very, very well. He does. He's a bright he in WWE. He, he, he does. He really might. Or AEW. Or Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah, he really might. No, he, he definitely does. And, and that's what I want to get back to with, in terms of the bad blood here. A lot of people, I think we can agree that, you know, we've seen them kind of fall victim to their own hype and kind of play up the shtick a little bit. So people maybe are a little weary if they don't know the whole story and thinking, oh, these are two guys just trying to sell a fight because they both clearly have shticks. And, and like Mac, you alluded to earlier, you watch the videos. I mean, these two used to be brothers in arms, roommates, best friends, training partners, and it just took a nosedive quick. These guys, abs- I mean, there is no love lost here. No love lost. It's um very real. Uh, I-, I would I would imagine they don't shake hands after this fight, but you never know. I imagine no they chance. shake hands if no, no they way. shake hands if Masvidal knocks him out because Masvidal is the kind of guy that's going to humble you and then shake your hand after to be like, look, like I'm the bigger guy in all aspects of this. I just beat you, big brother. And I'm going to humble you. No chance. He's, even he's if he gets, even if Masvidal knocks him out, there's zero chance that Colby's in that cage after he gets up. No, like Colby will do what cool. happened at the, the end of the Usman one, where he's just is out. No post fight interview, think- nothing. I think we'll see him run to the back like Forrest Griffin did against Tito Ortiz, where he just ran to the locker room. He's like, "No, I, no, I'm good." <laughs> That's what I see happening. If if no, I, I, could knocks see, out. I could definitely see that, but we're talking about what's going on outside the octagon and after they they're done in the octagon. So let's talk about what's going on in the middle here, the meat and potatoes of this fight. We have Colby Covington for the most part. He's he's a big favorite here. We see him at minus three fifteen up to minus three eighteen. Or 335, excuse me, I think one of the highest ones you'll see him at. 
And then you have Masvidal, who is clocking in at plus 274 in some places. So really, I I don't want to bet on this fight. I, I mean, my pick, I'm just getting my pick out of the way now. I got Covington by decision. I think it's, like I said before, I think it's going to be a boring fight, but God damn, I'm still hyped for it uh, just because of the bad blood. But Covington is is the favorite for me, but I just feel like Masvidal has kind of, I don't want to say fooled people, but he's kind of lured people into thinking he's this dangerous striker. For most of his career, he really hasn't been that guy. He was kind of a guy that you would avoid on the card because you knew he was going to go to a decision and it may not be the most eventful fight. He used to be cruise control Masvidal where he'd win one round and then cruise to the round three and get to the judges. But I mean, he has people with the Ben Askren knockout and the domination of Nate Diaz and the knockout of Darren Till. They're great. But, I mean, he's not going to be catching someone like Covington. I think his striking defense and even his striking prowess is going to be a little a little bit more than what people would expect. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, and that being said, that's why I'm taking Colby Covington by TKO. Ooh. I, yeah, I, w- I was lo- looking at it, and I was like, you know what? I might think this goes to go to the decision. Colby's going to piece him up for the entire fight. It's going to be pretty boring. No. What's going to happen? Mazadal is going to come in cocky as shit, thinking that he's going to knock – Colby out. He's going to just start throwing hands and he's going to get caught. And then boom, Colby's going to go in for the finish. He's going to take him down a little ground and pound. Mazadal is going to be done. And I'm going to assume maybe it's Herb Dean. Herb Dean jumps in and stops it. See that's And that's, what's crazy. You would think after getting humbled by Kamara Usman, where you kind of came in thinking you were the better striker and kind of said he had pillow fists and he knocks your head clean off and, and makes one of the most iconic KO pictures of all time that you'd be humbled. And I hope that is the case like for, for Jorge's sake to make this fight competitive, that he is weary of the takedown and weary of Colby striking prowess. Cause he does throw punches in bunches. So yeah, we, we do hope that that, that is going to have him blind in there. It, it very well could. And I think that's, that could happen as well, but Mac let's hear from you. How do you see this fight playing out on Saturday? Yeah, I actually think it could be a close fight. I think Colby will take this by decision. Um, I think that's probably the best that's probably the most likely scenario. I mean, it's very hard to tell. Um, I don't think Colby can finish Jorge. I really don't. I think, uh, but I think certainly Jorge could shut his lights out. So Colby's super smart. Um, and so is Jorge. They are both very, very high IQs in there. Um, so I actually don't think the emotions are going to play too much into the fight itself. Um, that's probably more of an after thing. And, and of course before, but um, once the cage closes, uh, those guys are locked in uh, doing their job. And so, um, you know, Hori's going to have to really, you know, uh, knock him down a couple of times, I would say. And um, if he wants to win this fight, I don't see Hori being able to win this by decision. There's just no way um, with Colby's no, card. They, they, they both have really. Yeah. And, but Hori is very good at um, at his takedown defense. He's very hard to take down. Uh, Kamaru had a, had a, a tough time taking him down um, for a little, maybe not their first fight, but that was short notice. And, um, you know, we'll see. But. Yeah, I think Colby's you know going to have to be very careful when he tries to take him down and shoot um, because Hori can knock his lights out, and um, it's going to be very, very interesting. I think Hori has that big brother uh, mindset, um, or they both have that. Uh, you know, Hori has the big brother mentality over Colby, which is actually really could play a factor. I mean, um, he brought Colby in. You know, he's he was the one that um, you know really made Colby into um you know really really well-rounded fighter and um you know it's it's kind of crazy to see this so you know we'll see if the little brother can win i do expect him to um but i don't think it's really that i think you know if you're going to bet on it there's no 
there's no shame in betting on plus 250 for worry because he really can knock you out, um, you know, in, in a moment's notice. But Colby's so good. People forget how good he is. I mean, uh, yeah, people really – like, he is so goddamn good. If if Kamaru didn't exist, this man would be, like, absolutely dominating this division oh, yeah. uh, every fight. So, um, he's so good. I don't know what happens to Colby if he gets the win. Um, honestly, like, he could fight Dustin. I don't know if Dustin wants that. Um, he could fight – you know, I think he could go up and fight Izzy, honestly. So um, that'd be very, very interesting to see. Uh, and maybe even Chmaev as well, um, if Chmaev can get bat, uh, get past Gilbert Burns. So um, a lot of options for whoever wins this is going to have a lot of options on the table, uh, in my opinion. And whoever loses, I really don't know where the loser goes from here. Um, but both these guys are big money fights at this point, um, to be honest. So, um, you know, it's going to be very interesting. I think Colby will take this, though, by decision. Yeah, with you 100% there. And and as for where guys would go after the fight, I have to think that Colby does have the, even if he does stay at welterweight, he does have the ability to work his way back up the ladder. Whereas for Masvidal, I think he'll slide slowly back into that gatekeeper role just because he's getting up there in not only fight mileage, but age as well. And for me, I think, this this fight, if he does lose, I think this will be the decline of Jorge Masvidal as a contender. Now he'd still be a very competent fighter. He will give guys fits at the welterweight division, but his days of fighting for title eliminator and title fights, I think, will be gone if he does lose on Saturday. And it's nothing against him. I just think when you've had as many fights as Jorge has, I mean, this guy was fighting not only in the streets of Miami years and years ago, but I mean, this guy was fighting in Bellator lightweight tournaments back when they were on ESPN. It is crazy. He's been around forever. Uh, and you know, his IQ is so high in that cage. He's cause he's been there, done that. He's seen everything. He's done everything. I mean, um, you know, he has been around for a very, very long time. Like I think, I think his pro debut was like 10 years before Colby's. So um, I think that's accurate. Let's see real quick. Colby's pro debut was 2012. Jorge's was 2003. So um, a nine-year difference in terms of fighting as a pro, which is uh, a substantial amount. Yeah, and I, I definitely do think Jorge can make this fight tough, just like you said with that big brother syndrome and, and having a lot of fights uh, in his MMA career. But again, Colby, I think we're all in agreement. 30-27, Colby gets it done. But I, I, Mac, I'm going to do you one better here. I know you're saying if you want to bet on Jorge, there is money to be made at 250. I mean, I don't see him winning by decision unless there's, you know, Adeline Bird or Saudi Amato are scoring the fight together. So I think Jorge by finish, I think you, you TKO, KO is going to be where you can make a little bit more money. I don't have the prop yeah. odds in front of me, but it'll boost up those underdog odds just a bit. So if you're going to bet on Masvidal, might as well go with him by TKO, KO because he's not submitting Colby. And he's not beating Colby by decision. I mean, if he yeah. does, like you said, Mac, he's going to shut his lights off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and these guys know each other very well. Um, I mean, they're not, you know, when you're training, you're not throwing 100%. Um, it's probably like 80%. But, um, yeah, I mean, these guys know each other top to bottom. It's it's crazy. So, and, and like you mentioned before, that could, that could turn this fight into, you know, maybe a little bit of a snooze fest because they know each other so well. It's going to be, you know, these guys do not want to lose. It's going to be super embarrassing um, for whoever loses this. And um, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, Very disheartening for whoever loses this. And um, you know, they're both going to be very, very cautious, I think to start. Um, But I I think the, really the first round is going to tell us how this fight's going to play out uh, to be honest, you know, if they are throwing 
uh, hands in the in that first round. I mean, this could be a slugfest. And then, uh, you know, if Colby kind of takes him down right away, um, then I think we'll we'll probably see that for five rounds. Yeah, I I think we'll definitely see how the fight fight plays out on Saturday. But I think even if the fight's a snoozer, again, I'm gonna say this for the hundredth time, I am still excited for it. Walsh, we're going to start with you now going into the co-main event. We have someone coming off a win at UFC 271, Hanato Moicano, stepping in to fight RDA on just a couple days' notice. He is the slight underdog at plus 140. We have RDA at minus 170 as a favorite here. I said before the show, I do think Moicano is a solid dog to bet on. Are you with me or are you against me? I'm with you. I mean, usually when guys step in to take fights, the odds – are shifted a little bit higher than that. So I think the line's kind of telling you something here that Mercano might be the play. I mean, Dos Anjos, 20, 37 years old. He just beat Paul Felder, who, I mean, that's not really a big accomplishment for me. You know, I love Paul Felder, but he's at the end of his career. Like, I haven't seen enough out of Dos Anjos recently to be like, yeah, this guy is, is going to be great and he's going to go in and do what he needs to do do on saturday night and take care of business like the fact that he's fighting somebody completely different than he prepared for is not good for him i don't think this is gonna end well i think mercano goes in there and uh i don't think he finishes him but i think it's gonna be a very tight close fight and um i think he ends up getting a win i i'm 100 with you on that now i have a feeling mac though mac is is strikes me as a old school <laughs> Ride or die RDA guy. So I have a feeling we're going to have a split decision here. Mac, where's your hat at for Saturday? No, I, I'm not ride or die RDA, but I actually do think – I think RDA might grind this out as well into a five-round um, finish, which I – or not finish. Um, yeah, five-round five round bout, and I really don't want to see that, but I think that's – Are they confirmed happen. five rounds with yeah, Montano's five rounds. still? Yeah, okay. five rounds. Um, I, I like I do like that that they kept it as that. I'm I, big balls on Moicano for stepping in to go from yeah. a non five round fight with Alex Hernandez to five rounds with RDA. That's I mean, crazy. he got balls of steel. It's crazy. Uh, balls of steel. I wish this was Islam Makachev. I think mm-hmm. Islam would probably choke him out. Um, which would it would be so insane if Islam fought last weekend in the main event and then this weekend the co-main in a five round fight uh, in one um, versus RDA. I mean. That would have been insane to watch. I wish they got that deal done. Um, unfortunately, they didn't. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna miss Ralphie Alfazib as well because that would have been a, a banger of a fight. Yeah, yeah definitely would have here. But yeah, for Moicano, for me, just the way he looked against Alex Hernandez. I know Alex Hernandez is outside the top fifteen. I, I, I'm betting with him just because I think he'll put up a decent fight. And, and I'm just riding with that. I think I'm going to let my emotions get the best of me for this fight since I'm not for the main event. So I love a good underdog story here. And he is a very slight underdog. So, I mean, it, I'm riding with Moicano. Yeah, I'll take RDA. I'll take Moicano. Split decision there. I have a feeling, though, based on this next guy's attire, we're all going to be 30-27. We're talking, of course, about Bryce Mitchell. He will be getting camouflaged Venom shorts for his fight against Edson Barboza this Saturday. This is a fight that I, I like the placement of it. And I think I said on Monday's show, I'm glad that we were able to get RDA an opponent because I didn't want this bumped up to the co-main, but I do think it's a solid third fight on the card. A real toss up for me though. So I'm going to think about who I, I'm going to have win this one on Saturday, but Mac, let's start with you. Barbosa or Mitchell. What do you think? Yeah, this is a really good fight, really important fight. Number 10 versus number 11 in that featherweight uh, 
in that featherweight division. Um, I love Barboza's odds. I actually think um, Barboza is going to knock his lights out in this. Um, I, I really think that I, I'm going to throw a lot of money on him. Um, Mitchell's at 14 and 0, um, which, you know, is super awesome, but he has not faced someone like Edson Barboza. Um, if they are standing for, you know, if they're standing for any, you know, more than half this fight, uh, Mitchell is going to get knocked out. So, um, you know, Mitchell's going to have to take him down and, and have his way with him uh, like he has in, in all of his fights. But um, I don't see it. I, I really don't. I think I think the Mitchell train is going to take a, a little slow uh, detour here. And, um, you know, he's going to get humbled uh, real quickly here because I think um, I actually think he's a, you know, he's a little confident right now and I don't, I don't know why I feel this way, but I I really just see Barboza being able to um, knock his lights out right now, and um, yeah, I, I just I just see that happening. I don't think that's exactly a hot take, and I, like yeah. I'm with you, these odds are surprising that we are seeing Barbosa as a slight underdog here. Walsh, are you going to hammer some money on Barbosa as well? No, I think I'm anti Mac this podcast episode. I picked against oh, no. <laughs> picked against hey, I, I, I actually love Bryce Mitchell. I love the camo. <laughs> shirt. Yeah, I love I love rednecks. Uh, I went to school in Florida, but I don't see it. Ha- I really don't. I don't. There's it something really about Bryce that there, there's no chance this guy's losing with his camo shorts. There's just no way it's not happening. I refuse to believe. Right. He's not gonna he's not gonna be able to see him in there. All right, he's not gonna yeah. see the takedown coming. He's gonna get just dominant position it's going to be um bryce mitchell's fight to win and he's going to dominate seeing it now it's going to be very quick let's throw something else out there walsh does he get the twister submission on saturday because he he is known to spam it do you think he pulls a twister off on edson barbosa it's very well possible i may (laughs) hammer him by submission but you never know those camo shorts they might be like i they have something in them they might have something in them so just saying Watch Let's out. say Benson Henderson had his toothpick when he fought. Let's say Bryce Mitchell has a pinch of grizzly in when he's fighting, and that could really play a difference if hey. that gets in Barbosa's eyes, and then he can slide in the twister. Exactly. You never know. But there's you no chance that Mitchell's losing with those camo shorts on. Until <laughs> I see can. it happen, it's not going to ever happen. No, I hope it doesn't happen, but goddamn, dude, Barbosa is so dangerous on the feet. I just – I think, like Max said, the longer this is standing, I mean, he either fucks up his leg where he can't get the takedown, Mitchell can't, or he just throws a head kick and knocks it into the fucking yeah. rafters. I I don't like – I'm excited for the fight, but I hate that one of these guys has to lose because I've, I've had a soft spot for Barbosa for years, another guy that's grinded it out in the UFC for over 10 years now. So it would suck to see him lose. But it would suck to see the Mitchell train take a slow detour as Mac put it on Saturday. So I'm going to go draw. I hope this fight's a draw and it's a fight of the night and both guys are hugged, hand raised, fight of the night bonuses. There we go. The draw is happening on Saturday for Bryce Mitchell and Edson Barbosa. That'd be nuts as well. That would, that be, would be. If there's a prop bet for that, I'm taking it. This next one, though. Kevin Holland, welterweight bout. He's going back down to 170 to face Cowboy Oliveira. I, I want to throw a little curveball in there for the people. I think Theroni's fighting this weekend. Alex Oliveira, this one is another fight of the night contender. These two guys are going to want to have some fun in there, bang it out. Holland's got something to prove coming off his middleweight run where he's lost to Vittori and had the no contest with uh, Dawkins. I'm excited. This is another fight I'm excited for. And I think 
this card top to bottom for the main card. There's the next one, the opening fight's the only one I'm really not looking forward to. But I mean, top to the fourth fight on this card is gonna be bangers, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is gonna be a good fight for Kevin Holland to come back down to this division. Um, like you said, he does have something to prove, and I think he uh he goes in there Saturday night and proves that he still has what it takes and, and gets a, a big win. Yeah, I think Holland's going to get get the job done as well. I think he finishes him, and um, this is going to be a, a a really good fight. I think this is fight of the night. Um, that'd be my prediction for fight of the night. So, um, I actually think Holland's odds are a little uh, a little surprising. He's like minus three twenty right now. I mean, you know, Oliveira is not bad to throw money on there because um, Holland. It, this is a close fight, so um, they're going to really throw hands here. And uh, but yeah, I think Holland's going to look good. Hopefully, because um, I'm a fan of Kevin. Yeah, I'm a fan of Kevin as well, even though he he does, you know, tend to focus on talking a little more in the octagon than he does yeah. fighting sometimes. They, but they yeah, both it, are going to be talking. Alex oh, talking. Yeah. Cowboy. They're going to both be talking. But, yeah, like you said, Oliveira is a very competent striker and great on the ground. So, I mean, if you, do, if you for some reason don't like Kevin Holland and you really want to see him lose, why not make a little money on it and bet on Oliveira this weekend? Because that's a that's two wins for you. You win money and you get to see Kevin Holland looking up at the lights. There's no better feeling for you if you're a Kevin Holland hater. We're not, though. So we're going 30-27 on Kevin Holland. And, folks, we're going to the opening main card fight now. I wish this guy, this piece of shit, was fighting someone that could just knock his head off like Tai Avasa did. But he's not. He's fighting Sergey Spivak. His name is Greg Hardy, folks. I hate that he opens cards. I hope he gets finished. So without even having to break down the fight, we'll go to the odds real quick here at least. Let's see here. He is sitting at a plus 175 to plus 180 on certain sites. He's the underdog, folks, and he's going to be under some dong of Sergey Spivak. Sergey's going to submit him, folks. You can take that to the bank. Sergey Spivak, by submission, place the prop bet. There's nothing. Honestly, I think I would prefer to see Greg Hardy being choked out than him getting knocked out again. Poetic justice. Like, if we watch it would be choked. incredible just to see him on the, the octagon floor struggling to breathe. Yeah. That sounds horrible saying that out loud, but I mean, but he's a piece when, of when shit. When people bro. know what he did, then yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, okay, it's justified. Like this guy, I, I hope, I hope he is struggling to breathe Saturday night. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Spivak will, will get the dub here probably by decision. Um, Hardy gasses out rather, very, very quickly. Um, I mean, he's a big boy. So um, I think he'll gas out here. And, you know, it's really those first like two or three minutes that Hardy, you know, might have an advantage. But other than that, um, you know, he's going to gas out and, and probably will take the L here. I would say me and Greg Hardy have something in common then. We both gas after three minutes. Yep, <laughs> me as well. 30 27, Walsh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get that in there, folks. We, we if we don't do a sex joke once an episode, are we really podcasting? But yeah, well, it, and the sponsors kind of disown us if we don't. That's true. Yeah, they did disown us. We're we're brandless. The branded MMA show is brandless <laughs> right now. But let's get back to the fight here. I I think Greg Hardy, he's someone that if he loses Saturday, he still won't learn from it because this guy was shit talking tied to Avasa for not meeting him in the middle and striking when Ty knocked him out. I mean, what more could you ask for? I mean, yeah, this guy it, just makes a delusion. Yeah. Makes no sense. He's a, he's a fucking idiot. Um, 
Yeah, and he's not good at promoting himself either. He tries to be good at the mic, and he's he's rather rather bad at it. Doesn't he have some corny nickname too? I'm gonna pull up his Wikipedia here. It's like the God of War or something. Yeah, like that. If you're gonna be the God of War, come on. I mean that that's such like a '90s like created wrestler from a video game nickname (laughs) you're giving yourself. I'm hoping that he loses, and then the UFC is just like, all right, dude, you're done. Like get yeah, this be guy three in a row. enough, you know. It it'd be three in a row, so it's it's viable. I mean, I don't know what his contract looks like, but um, yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of fights. Uh, and and, and he he hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> no, I yeah. mean the Volkov fight. I think people were like, okay, he stepped up and he fought a, a you know a contender in Volkov. But then if you go to that Jorgen De Castro fight, I mean that fight was a stinker. Jorgen DeCastro, I I, I respect anyone that gets into the octagon, but he had no business being in the UFC. He was violently knocked out in his next fight. And then you have Maurice Green, who was on tough, the heavy hitter season, and he didn't pan out in the UFC. And then you have, you know, he loses to Tybura and to Avasa. No shame in losing to either of those guys. But yeah, three in a row, you're not really seeing your ROI on Greg Hardy because I feel like this guy probably warrants a decent-sized contract. And you've had him open two fight nights in a row. And then you had him on the main card against Taito Avasa. I mean, no one's tuning in to see Greg Hardy unless they want to see him get his teeth kicked in. Yeah. Plus, what was that one fight he used the inhaler? That was, uh, yeah. Mac was actually there for that fight. That was the Reyes versus Weidman card. That's right. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was bizarre. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's very, yeah, he's had a, just a weird career. He had the DQ in his debut after he was on the uh, the Dana White Contender Series. And that was where I think they really tried to sell him as, like, the next big thing in the heavyweight division because he was on the co-main event of the first ESPN Plus card with Henry Cejudo and TJ Dillashaw. And his placement ever since has just been so weird outside of his main event fight against Volkov, or co-main event fight, excuse me. So it's almost like he's not worth, one, the headache that comes with him of mm-hmm. being – you know, known as a former domestic abuser, accused at least. And he, no, like I said, no one's tuning in to say, I, I'm excited to watch Greg Hardy fight. They're wanting to watch him lose. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. So we could go on about how Greg Hardy's a piece of shit all day, every day, but we got to look at the rest of the card here. Mac, I'm going to start with you. Any fights on the prelims you're excited about Saturday? Yes. Um, Jalen Turner's one to look out for. Um, I interviewed him way back when. Uh, Marina Rodriguez and Jan. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm just going to say Jan. Uh, but Marina is is super dangerous. Um, she's 15-1-2. and two. Uh, This would be her fourth win in a row, and, and she's going to climb those rankings. Uh, or she's at number three, so um, she's not even climbing. She's out at the top. Um, so I, I would, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would expect her, if, if she – can finish Jan here. She's going to get a title shot uh, in the next year, I would imagine. Um, and and she's no slouch for a Rose there. Um, but uh, I mean, I got a favorite Rose, obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're a Thug Rose stand. You are yeah, a ride or die Thug Rose. Yeah, we got Tim Elliott on this card. Devonte Smith, um, Dustin Jacoby. We got Umar Nurmagomedov as well versus Brian Kelleher. Literally, um, was know. just about to say, I'm ringing the bell. We've got a Nurmagomedov on the card. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why he's on the early prelims because he's a fucking beast. Um, Is he related because to Greg him? Hardy has to open the main card because we want to watch two minutes of sloppy punches and then watch he, him gas out. 
That's what he's not related to Khabib. He's not related to Khabib. Fuck, man. But people, a lot of people don't know that. They're going to see the Nurmagomedov. They're going to be like, oh my god. He's from Dagestan, though. His perfect record being lost. He's from Dagestan, and he's probably going to win. I hope he wins. Just so I hope he loses. Just no more pain and anguish. Just because he has the same last name, I don't care if he's related. I hope he loses. Boy, I'm anti Nurmagomedov. I'm glad you don't feel this way about people with like the last name Smith or like Gherkin because that's such a common Gherkin. name. I think you would hate everyone in the UFC if they, <laughs> if they had like that was a common last name around. That's true. I went to school with a lot of Gherkins. That's why I thought it was a common name. I don't know any at me. So I don't I'm, know I'm any guessing that's just an Ohio thing. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. any. Yeah. It certainly sounds like an Ohio name. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's this giant family in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, that Shavi went to school with all of them. Fun fact, two people <laughs> with the last name Gherkin went to homecoming together my freshman year. Not related. Very weird. But they, I swear to God, they weren't related. A lot of people are probably yes. making cousin fucking jokes about Ohio. That's not helping the stereotype, but I can confirm they were never related. There is Need, there is need an update on them. See if they're still together. And if they ever did one of those Ancestry.com things. Like, what if they got married to the Ancestry.com and it finds out, like, they actually are related? You go back, like... Oh, that would be so gross. Oof, that'd be brutal. Brutal that'd to find awful. out, especially after the wedding. It'd be like Joe Dirt. <laughs> he fucks his sister without realizing that's his sister. Uh, yikes. Don't want to get in that situation. I definitely don't either. Mac, we're wrapping up the show here. Any news you want yeah. to talk about as our resident MMA insider? Um, no, I, I don't think I saw anything. I mean, um, was there any fights announced this week? I don't know. I, I know I Gilbert, Burn, Gilbert Burns and Hamzat Shmaev is, is going to be happening in April, yeah. um, at the next pay per view. So that's that's a huge fucking fight. Um, and that'd be awesome as well. That's going to be really, really good. And you want to hear our take on pay-per-view. how that fight's going to go? Well, wait till the UFC 273 preview show, folks. Follow the show on Twitter at Branded MMA. Follow us on Instagram. We'll have our betting sheets up on Twitter and Instagram, Branded MMA, on Friday. And then I believe Mac Walsh. I think we're gonna maybe do a TikTok. We'll we'll put our picks up yeah. on TikTok this weekend. Wow. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I'm down for it. I will. It. I'm gonna record yeah. mine. Let's so. do it. They'll be on there, folks, and and don't be afraid to hit the subscribe button after you listen to the show or the follow if you're on Spotify, folks. UFC 272 is this weekend. We're going to face the pain. We're going to watch Jorge Masvidal possibly get maimed. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, folks. Absolutely. Good night. night. I'm going to go see Batman. Oh, hell yeah. Woo! Let's go.